Ron's Podcast presents Pulsar by Ron Schaefer. Poems from an Art Gallery. One. Long ago, an empire ruled here. Long ago, the people lived. Long ago, the birds sang and flowers bloomed. The sun shined for us. Here is where we bury our dead, and the flies come to plant their children. The priests come by to pray. Here lie the victims of the dragon while we stay. Two, he sleeps in robes of plenty and looks sickly, hands protecting the book he knows by heart. He sleeps and no longer cares and smiles within a dream. Three, let us pass by and ignore these beings who pretend to be human. Their flesh is poor, their bones are weak, they smell and are covered with flies. Their spines are curved and their legs do not work. They live in the shadows. Let the darkness take them as they are. Let us pass by and pretend we do not see. Four. Death will come and kiss you when you are not looking, and strip you naked and bite you in the neck. It will be all of skull and bones and dark eyes, decaying your flesh to rot with a touch. Do not sneer at it. It is coming. Five. There's that weird kid who stops at the strangest moments he just comes in to make faces and doesn't notice that the horse is sick or the master is dead. I wonder if he will do nothing while the corpse stinks up the place. Six. For our little circus, we perform torture for your entertainment. In this corner, the whipping post, and that, the thumbscrew. And at the other end, the bolt we use to grind into a person's head. We do this to the sound of music, and don't forget the dancers and acrobats. Come one and all, enjoy a good show, and don't forget to put your coins in the box on the way in. Seven. Look at them go through their torments. They mess up their smocks and roll on the floor. They jabber in monkey language. If it wasn't for the fact that I knew they were alive, I'd swear they were puppets. See the one in chains. See the one writhing and spitting up on the floor. See that one who doesn't know where he is. Or that one with the sores on his face. Or that one who's afraid the sky will fall. It must be hell for attendants to keep the place clean, let alone noise-free. Look at that one who thinks he's a fish, 
I've never laughed so hard in my life. Eight. Beautiful girl sits in the sun, watching sparkles of rain from a single cloud bouncing off her knee. A finger of sun lights up her face. She wonders, how can this be? Nine. Body parts scatter over tables and counters and chairs. Blood pools in buckets. Skin hangs like sheets from hooks. Some of this is dinner tonight. Oh, to be a butcher and live a life of meat. 10. Make a mockery of death, say I. Let the corpse rise up from the grave, all bones and peeling flesh. Let the empty eye sockets look to the fruit trees about. Pick a ripe apple and say, here is what I need to put some meat on these bones. 11. It was all so jolly when the tree leaked its nectar, the bees swarmed and the fawns danced, and all were drunk with pleasure. Frolic they all did that bright sunny day. The sky could not have been bluer, the wind never again as fresh. If there are ever moments when we regret our days, let us always remember a time like this one. Twelve. Thunder on the plains, the hooves. Thunder on the plains, the snout. Thunder on the plains, the horns. Strength of the loins, the bones, the sinews. Thunder on the plains, the muscle. Thunder on the plains, the sweat. Thunder on the plains, the hide. The flies, the fur, the dust, the breath. All of life it is. All of death it is, all of the dance of the world it is, all of love it is, all of fear it is, all of blood in the cycle of the cycle of the world. Thirteen. Hiding here on the walls so that we will remember the great times we had, our greatest moments to our greatest God selectively plastered to the walls that surround us. Here our life comes on fire, our greatest memories placed before our eyes, and our deepest mystery to those outside. Those who do not agree do not have to listen here. Do not have to come, do not have to beg, do not have to participate. They are but fools who wander to and fro and know nothing of the joys of life, and of its greatest rewards, and so that we never forget we place our pictures here. If those in times to come lay eyes and hands upon the secrets of these walls, it will still remain a mystery. Though frozen in a moment, it will reveal the best of what we are. 14. Milady's eyes haunt me like a golden shudder from the past, eyes that stare across the centuries and wonder. Can they who see through her eyes see me? And do they hesitate to become what eventually leads to me? She, they, look at me to question. 
will it all be worth it? And I look back thinking, was it all worthwhile? The Sky Keepers Imagine a sky so dark that every star counted, so visible every star. Imagine the moon being so bright it becomes a second sun. Imagine there are no cities to compete with the glare of the moon and stars. Imagine a man in animal hide scratching on a piece of bone with a sharp little finger of flint every time the moon comes up full. Mid-year bone. His caring isn't very old. He has been carrying it for many years. Bone keeps track of the movements in the heavens and the seasons and when the tribe must move. When his son is old enough, he will pass on the star bone as he himself approaches death and can join the stars. The boy man will then be the wise one leading his people on to where they are safe, food is plenty, seasons mild. All this is told in bone, some common sense, a willingness to record what shines down from above. He will be the first of many to do so, the first of many thousands of years. These are the ones who will teach us all. They are the sky keepers. Afterward. Perhaps a few words are in order here. This book was probably written when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, but I scarcely remember writing it. I know that when I was right out of college, I took the writing profession very seriously, devoted nearly eight hours a day to doing it, and attempted every genre, every medium, every form and format I could think of, including poetry. So this was written at a time when I was still experimenting with forms, expressions, and ideas. Actually, I've never stopped, but I take them at a much more leisurely pace now. The point is, I know I was doing things like this at the time, and the writing is very much mine, the mixture of sardonic humor, movie land horror, wordplay, grim imagery, and a satiric point of view are distinctly mine. They show up everywhere in my work, but I really can't remember writing this stuff. Undoubtedly, I wanted to have it published and probably tried, but no one wanted it. Poetry doesn't make anybody any money, and poetry by an unknown is pure poison to publishing. It had to wait until my own press could print it. But as I have come to this manuscript brand new without a clue as to what this book contained, as if of the work by an unknown writer, I have to admit it captivated me and more often than not made me laugh. This is not your mother's poetry. Its very unorthodox quality is what makes it different. Usually when you think of poetry, modern contemporary poetry, you think of middle-aged politically liberal tree-huggers trying to dig through deep psychological insights weighed down by gobs of confusing metaphors. And then we all sit around and talk about our feelings afterwards as if we were in therapy. Or, the other image is of stuffy, three-piece suited professors in Ivy League colleges publishing essays of John Donne in university publications that no one reads. 
I'm not even sure John Donne was all that worth talking about in his own day. This, if I may be so bold to speak on behalf of the writer, an earlier version of me, that I myself have just discovered, is poetry, and I guess we shall use this term loosely as what is printed here is largely prosaic anecdotes, splattered free verse-wise across the pages, that is intended to be fun, sometimes horrifying, perhaps, sometimes even suspenseful and gripping, but always fun. When was the last time you heard fun and poetry used in the same sentence? Take that, John Dunn, Ivy Leaguers, RHSS, 2015. On the back flap, Ron Schaefer, Harrison Sunhawk, was born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He graduated from UWM as a would-be stage and film director, but had his hand in writing since high school. After moving about for a bit, he returned to his home to start first a theater company and later a film production company of his own. That has morphed into Solar Wind Multimedia, which includes its own television channel and, of course, its own press. He is also the originator of SpiritCon, a sacred arts festival. You have been listening to Pulsar, a book of poems by Ron Schaefer, on Ron's podcast. You can find out more by going to our website at solarwindmedia.com. Mm-hmm.